0: Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yeshai Fleischer Show. So great to have you with us. No matter what we keep broadcasting from Israel, joining me today in studio is our beloved show hostess with the most. This Maka Fleischer. Maka, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Yeshai. Thanks for having me on the show today. If People start to hear me sort of trail off and mumble my words or start talking about things that have to do with sleep or laundry. That could be because we are very blessed to have just had a little baby boy who's very, very nice and very very energy sapping, and we love him and we're very happy.
0: <laughs> well, God bless you, Malka, and the baby's name is
1: Israel David Mordechai.
0: Israel David Mordechai, guy so nice, we have to name him thrice. And uh, at first, we were a little bit concerned about that name that we gave him. We were like, oh, my God, we gave him we such shocked a big ourselves. name. We shocked ourselves.
1: But then it worked out.
0: And then we bumped into this, like, Kabbalistic lady.
1: Right. So, okay, in Israel, it, okay, let me go, let me backtrack. In America, when you go to the pool, you go to the pool. But in Israel, when you go to the pool, you may just run into, you know, st- students of the secret inner Torah or people you haven't seen for a really long time, or all kinds of very unusual, miraculous things. Because everywhere you go in Israel, a little miracle can happen to you. So we went to the pool and we saw a lady that we barely kind of knew, and we met her through very weird circumstances. And uh, she asked us the name of our baby, and we told him his, or told her, her, whole, her the whole big long name. And she started to go nuts and like you know, laugh and be happy. And we're like, Oh, okay. And she's like, your baby's name cabalistically is very, very good. And she went to explain the, uh, the deeper inner mystical meanings of our baby's name. She was
0: talking about how balanced it was. That it was a balanced balanced name and it
1: came from different places in the energies of the universe, etc. And, uh, so we felt good about, about that. And, uh, we hope that he will enjoy the cabalistic benefits of his name,
0: That's right. He does have a great name, Yisrael David Mordechai, and thank you very much, folks, for uh, writing in to me. Yishayifleischer.com uh, and wishing us Mazel tov, Really appreciate it. And uh, that's not the only uh, child-related issue we have and all of Israel has, and that is the children of Israel have gone back to school. They have gone back to school, and so therefore, mornings here— The parents here,
1: are now on vacation again.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, we're actually finally back to work, pr- back to productivity— Uh, And the mornings are um, uh, once again here in eastern Jerusalem, uh, across from the Mount of Olives, on the Mount of Olives, across from the Temple Mount, are filled with traffic, including Arab traffic. Everybody's trying to get their kids to school, so uh, it's quite the quiet out there. You know, it's really it's a completely different energy, and all the kids are back in the system. The teachers are back in the system, Uh, and so Israel kind of is off of that summertime feel. And so that's one aspect of it. And at the other end of it is also the Rosh Hashanah uh, feeling, the New Year feeling, is already drawing us in so much right now. There's really such a palpable sense, almost a scary sense, that the New Year is upon us. And it's like we move from from um, like era to era, from like zone of time to zone of time. It was summer, which was its own type of temporal area, and it was with its specialness, with its heat, and the, and, and the kids, and barbecuing, and water, and all that, and now we're back to school, and back to preparing ourselves, or the grown-ups also for school, meaning to say preparing ourselves for the big day of awe, for the day of judgment, and the day of Parnassah, uh, that, that's welfare, and health, and all these things that you're praying for, for yourself, and for others, uh, it's been a it's been a rocking and rolling year, and now you gotta kind of face up. You gotta you gotta do an accounting of that year, and you also gotta pray for the next year.
1: That's right, Isha. We are now toward the end, toward the second half. We're into the second half of the Jewish month of Elul, which is the last month in the Jewish year before we hit Rosh Hashanah. Um, and this year is an interesting year, also because we are going to be finishing up the Shemitah cycle which is the seventh year fallow, the Sabbath of the land in which we weren't allowed to plant things. You're not allowed to pick certain fruits. If you do, you have to do it in a certain way under certain auspices. The way you buy your fruits and vegetables might be a little bit different. The ones that you pick might be a little bit different based on who grew them, based on who sold them, based on what circumstance they did it. It's uh, it's not just like running to your local A&P. Um, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And our kids are actually excited. I'm kind of excited, too, frankly, for planting because we, you're, uh, during the, the Sabbath year, you're not allowed to plant anything in the soil. And I got some potted plants out on the porch that didn't do so well. And I would like to whisk those away and bring in something new and nice that'll be uh, friendly and happy and alive for our porch. Um, and I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this show Um, to get into the Rosh Hashanah spirit. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, is not just the Jewish New Year. It's really the New Year for everyone. Uh, Rosh Hashanah is the Day of Judgment. But it's also a day in which we go to the voting booth, the big one. And we decide who's going to be our president for the year. Who's going to be the leader for the year? Is it going to be us? Is it going to be some other man? Or is it going to be God? question mark? What do and you mean so by that?
0: What do you, what do you mean? What that? I
1: mean is that the coronation day is Rosh Hashanah, the day in which God kind of is voted in by the world as as the leader of the world um, is Rosh Hashanah. And I personally very much um, connect to that idea. And I try to make it that on Rosh Hashanah, obviously, it's the day of judgment. And then we have several days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, um, the Jewish Day of Atonement, in which uh, God's determination about what's going to happen to us during the, upco- the the coming year, or I guess after Rosh Hashanah, the year that we're now in, um, is finalized and is sealed. Even that's not really true, and we can talk about that later. But uh, God decides what's going to happen to us during that year, and we repent, and we try to cleanse, and we give charity, and we try to change, and we own up to our... To our um, weaknesses and to our faults and to our sins as it were and we vow to make changes and we try really hard to be the better person that we had wanted to be and that we want to be and that we know we can be absolutely um and I just but I just really like the idea of Rosh Hashanah being the day not just a day of judgment because frankly that's really scary and if I were to think to myself only about the day of judgment of Rosh Hashanah I'm not sure I would have a very happy day because I and probably many other people out there who are like me think to ourselves, oh, no, if today is the day of judgment, maybe I don't look so good. There are probably a ton of things, things that I was aware of and things I wasn't aware of, things that I did that I knew the repercussions of and repercussions that even far surpassed what I had even understood was happening when I did them. Um, And I could really stand to be judged very harshly. But when I think to myself, about um, the coronation, I guess, or voting day, uh, election day, I think to myself, it's true. I'm going to be judged, and I got to deal with whatever the judgment is, and I'm really going to try to um, make it as good of a judgment for myself as possible. But the one I want to judge me, and the one that I feel the most confident about, and the one that I want to take me into the next year of, of ups and downs is God. And I, and I say, I vote yes. I, I push the, the yes button in my electoral box there, and I vote for God.
0: You know, the wonderful musician and rabbi, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, has got a song about the, the uh, judge in heaven and standing before him in Rosh Hashanah, and, and he, he kind of describes that you're talking about this awe and fear that you're standing before him, but then when the uh, one being judged looks up and he sees that the judge is his Father in Heaven, uh, he gets a tremendous, a, a tremendous boost, a tremendous sense of confidence, because it's God who's giving us a new soul, and he's a merciful God, and he wants us to start again, start right. Uh, and it's not just some kind of cold judge. It's, it's our Father in Heaven, and that gives us... Someone a, we can trust. Yeah, that gives us a sense of solace. And I mean, at the end of the day, what are we here to do? We're here to serve him, and we're here to rock in this lower domain and uh it's I don't I don't think that it's all about our sins and our uh and and what we've done wrong. I think it's much more about can we get the job done in this world? Can we pass on the amazing knowledge and goodness to the next generation? Can we hold this world right? Can we hold the, the evil accountable and, right. and in limited- a sense
1: what you're saying, Isha, is that we don't just vote for God in the upcoming year, but God votes for us. Right. He says and Yeshai, check. I believe that he can get the job done this year, and I'm I'm sending him forward, and I'm giving him one hundred million dollars in order to do that, or whatever amount. And the reason I mention that is because they say that on Rosh Hashanah, God decides how much money you get for the upcoming year, how much your what your budget is, and so Rosh Hashanah is the day to pray for a big budget. Well, let me just take a, a pause
0: from this discussion and connect it to another one, which is the $250 billion that Iran is going to get through sanctions relief through the bad deal that the uh, Obama government, President Obama's administration, has signed with Iran. And the the Israeli government was not surprised today by the U.S. president's success in reaching a veto threshold, a congressional majority in support of the Iranian nuclear deal, According to a high-ranking official, but it doesn't. But they are not totally disappointed. So basically, the bad news is, is that what Iran does that mean?
1: How? What? What percent of disappointed are they?
0: Well, it for, it means that well, they're they're very disappointed in the sense that Iran is probably the deal is going to go through in Congress, and it looks like Israel and the other forces in the world that were trying to stop this deal are not going to be able to do it. But there's been a lot of uh, uh, discreditation of this deal, so much so. That let's say a different kind of president gets into office very soon, there's a likelihood that that president can say very easily, I reject this deal, this was a presidential deal. And just cancel and it. And just cancel it because enough of the American people and of the world have come out against it. Now, you may have not, you know, Israel and the anti-Iran deal forces may have not found... That critical mass to veto it, mm-hmm. but but there's been but there's been enough discreditation, and I think that that is what uh, the Israeli administration is happy about. That there's a good chance that that it's going to be uh, disassembled. This deal is going to be uh, undermined. Will that later be on. before but, uh,
1: or after millions upon millions of dollars go into the ha- the hands of uh, the terrorists? Already, so much
0: money has gone in. Already, so much money. Already, so many deals have been signed. And you recall Malka that uh, that it was Germany that was the first to line up. To do, uh, to do business with Iran they with like Iran. they were on
1: the first plane into Tehran basically yeah they're like yay we're back together not suave not <laughs> suave Germany we saw we saw through that one
0: no not suave and I'll never forget uh, I have I already forgotten who told me this uh, but uh, and I've mentioned this a few times on the show which is that uh, you know th- these kind of deals make one think that Germany is exporting the next Holocaust. You would think that Germany would be this country that would be like, whoa, you're a terror supporter? I wanna we, don't, stay. we
1: don't roll with that anymore. Yeah,
0: we don't do that. We don't go there. We're totally far away from that way of thinking. Uh, but the fact is that they aren't. And you could couch it in all kinds of language about business and, and how much you know, good it'll do, bilateral, multilateral uh, you know, dealings, and it will bring detente and normalcy. And all these fancy words, the bottom line is is that a lot of money is going to flow into the top terrorist sponsor in this world. And that's, uh, that's a shame. That is shame. Mm-hmm. Folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer show and we were at Voice of Israel. Uh, now we're not. Voice of Israel uh, has uh, ceased operating. But the Uh, Yishai
1: Fleischer Show has not.
0: That's right. Yishai Fleischer Show has not. And we're still working on trying to establish something amazing and new. But we continue to broadcast. And Malka, it's been a long time since uh, we've had you on the show. And it's great to have you back. Uh, I also want to say that usually um, we have Rabbi Mike Foyer uh, on our Thursday show for Spiritual Cafe. He wasn't able to make it today. Uh, but we're going to do a little bit of spiritual cafe right now. We've already been spiritual cafeing it all up and full of spiritual I could use some cafe right now. That's right. Uh, and before we go to that, I just want to urge people to check out ishaifleisher dot Lots of great stuff there. And if you love this show, uh, then please uh, hit the donate button there and uh, make it part of your life that you're supporting a, a voice out of Israel. I've been broadcasting to you for twelve years now. Wow in, <laughs> in different ways i want
1: I want hang on a second. if there's anyone out there listening who has been listening for twelve years, I want an email. I think that person should email. How can people be in touch with you, Ishai?
0: oh yeshafleer dot com is y i s
1: h a i at yhai Fleischer that's f l e i s h e r com And we would love to hear from you. And in general, we would love to hear from you. You can send us your virtual Rosh Hashanah card. Wish us a happy new year. We'll wish you a happy new year back. Maybe we'll even mention you on the show.
0: Absolutely. And I do want to thank uh, good people like Helen, uh, who sent in $18. Hey, thanks, wrote, Helen. Thank you for your broadcast smiley face. Ooh. And I think that makes a tremendous difference. It makes me feel high. $18 is high. It makes me feel alive and high here. Um, and... Um, uh, just, you know what, in this world, there's ups and downs. I always say the land of Israel is called the land of hills and valleys, and it really means it's a land of ups and downs. And we've been broadcasting in different ways, and I myself, and, and my life, and in our life together, Malka, have been through all kinds of ups and downs. Had beautiful studios at Voice of Israel. Right now, we're out of studios. We'll get back to studios. Yeah, but
1: we're in beautiful studios right now, anyway. We shouldn't. are,
0: we are, and we are in the uh, actually we're in the Lorianne Schwartz Bernath Studios, uh, facing the Temple Mount. Uh, that's uh, your mother, Aleha Shalom. Right. Uh, May her memory be blessed. And uh, we are really looking over the Temple Mount right now. It's an incredible thing. And speaking of the Temple Mount, um, I want to read to you a little bit from this week's Torah portion. This is our, in lieu of uh, Rabbi Mike's spiritual cafe, a little spiritual cafe with Yishai and Malka. Uh, This is chapter 28 of the uh, book of Deuteronomy. uh, That is uh, Tevarim in Hebrew. We call it Deuteronomy. And it's the Torah portion called Kitavo. And it says the following. It says, It shall be that if you hearken to the voice of Hashem your God to observe, to perform all of His commandments that I command you this day, then Hashem your God will make you supreme over all nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you hearken to the voice of Hashem your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of of your womb. And the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your animals, the offspring of your cattle, and the flocks of your sheep and goats. Blessed shall be your fruit basket, and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Hashem shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be struck down before you. On one road they will go out towards you, and on seven roads they will flee before you. Hashem will command the blessing for you in your storehouses, and in your every undertaking. And He will bless you in the land that Hashem your God gives you. Hashem will confirm you for Himself as a holy people, as He swore to you, if you observe the commandments of Hashem your God as you go in His ways. Then all the peoples of the earth will see that the name of Hashem is proclaimed upon you and they will revere you. Hashem shall give you bountiful goodness in the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your animals, in the fruit of your ground, on the ground that Hashem swore to your fathers to give to you. Hashem shall open... For you, his storehouses of goodness, the heavens, to provide rain for your land in its time. And to bless all of your handiwork. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Hashem shall place you as the head and not the tail. And you shall be only above, and you shall not be below. If you hearken to the commandments of Hashem your God that I command you today, to observe and to perform. And you do not turn away from any words that I command you this day right or left to follow gods of others or to worship them amen and then it turns around from there and the next phrase is but if you will but if it will be that you do not hearken to the voice of god and then what happens is basically a description of there's one word for it basically the holocaust i'm not saying that uh i'm not saying anything about why god did or did not i am saying that there's a description that follows for about two chapters. Of a horrible
1: nightmare of destruction and death for the Jewish people.
0: Some, something indescribable. And the only word that I have for that is Holocaust, because when you look at the Holocaust, it's really indescribable. And when you look at these books, these, uh, these words, excuse me, in chapters 28 and afterwards, in the book of Deuteronomy, it's also it's, 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 it's indescribable, so much so that the way the Jewish people read this Torah portion out loud is, is kind of in a hushed tone because it is just so remarkably uh, Horrible. awful. Horrible. Yeah. Unspeakable, basically. Unspeakable. And they don't want to speak it. Right. It's, it's really something else. And um, this raises up a few thoughts in my mind. One of them is that uh, when when people say to me, how could you believe in the God uh, after the Holocaust? I say to them, you can challenge God on why there was a Holocaust. But you cannot doubt God because of the Holocaust, because it's... He." He, he, he for, accounts for it. Right. He, for, he spoke of it. He, he, he described it before it ever happened. Not he, that
1: we should ever have any such thing ever again.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely not. But, but the point is, is that you can't doubt his existence. Quite the opposite. To some extent, it affirms his existence. Uh, I, I'm not in any way, God forbid, passing any judgment.
1: I like the, affirming his existence with the first part, though. The nice part about the lending and not borrowing.
0: But that's the time that we're living in now. That With the, God's help. I, mean, I certainly. that hope. is the time that we're living in now. We are living in the time of revelation of those blessings coming to fruition. Uh, but, but it's a little bit like Rabbi Akiva, who, when he saw the destruction of the temple, he said, well, if these prophecies come true, so will the good prophecies, so too about the Holocaust. If it came true, it was a prophecy. And so too the prophecies of rebirth shall come true. And that's exactly the time that we're living in. I think that this Rosh Hashanah is very much about that. If you if you take the whole themes of what we've been talking about in in this uh, segment together, Malka, we've been talking about children going back to school, and at the same time, Iran being empowered. We're on a we're on a scale right, right between those things, uh, right between Holocaust and rebirth, and this Rosh Hashanah is another one of those opportunities to look up to heaven and say. You know, God, we, 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 we want the good stuff. We, right. and, and we and want the good stuff for, for us, ourselves.
1: Right, but we want it also not just for us personally, but for us nationally. And so we need to take a moment. And I'm not talking about the prayer that's in the book either. I mean, a lot of us are going to be sitting in synagogue and using the book to to get us through the day, the book of prayers, and that's good. But everybody should have those those few moments also of Rosh Hashanah where they just use their own, as they call it in in the in the schools, Tfilash HaBelev, the the prayer from the heart. And you go out and you make your own real heartfelt prayer, a prayer that even the greatest sage uh, who wrote down the most uh, poignant and meaningful and mystically relevant prayers um, cannot match. Which is just the prayer of your own your own sweet soul there, and you just pray for yourself, right? You And you have to do that. But also pray for the nation and pray for all the good people of the world. And I certainly do that too. When, when I pray on Rosh Hashanah, I don't just pray for myself. And I don't just pray for the Jewish people. I also know that around the world are so many really good and inspiring people, people who who want to connect so much to the good energy of the world and who do it and who are a part of creating that good energy around the world. And we really, in a sense, sometimes I feel like the Jewish people will always be all right. But sometimes the people that I worry about are actually the people who are scattered out there amongst the many nations who sometimes feel so alone and feel like they don't have uh, a national... you know, progression forward that they're adhering themselves to, like the Jewish people do. And so I, you know, I really want to bless the people out there, all over the people, the amazing good people who inspire me all the time and make me want to be a better person. Uh, and I want to really wish them a happy new year.
0: Malka, that's moving stuff. And I, I, I totally think that it's important to 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 make it clear that the blessings that we just read about are not uh, are not just for the Jews. The Jews are a conduit of blessings for the world. The Bible talks about that in many, many, many places. And you could see it. And it's the good people who love Israel that that are part of that, get that conduit. Um, and, and that's what the Kabbalistic lady, by the way, said about uh, the name of our new son, Israel David Mordechai. She said he should be a, a conduit for blessings, for shefa, for plenty. And that's what I want to bless people with uh, very much. That uh, wherever you are out there, you connect to the good energy. You connect to the story of Israel, uh, and you connect to the God of Israel, and you connect to the people of Israel because it is a conduit of energy for you wherever you are out there. And uh, I'm I'm very gratified, Malka, to be sitting with you here right now. I'm I'm a little bit emotional about it. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm very grateful that that nothing stops our broadcasting uh, true, true, true. together. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just like. I just, there, there's something about that kind of Rocky Balboa type of thing, which is like... <laughs> I
1: got a chicken we could chase <laughs> on the other side of the house there.
0: I'm not talking about that kind of training. I'm just really talking about uh, the ability to keep speaking the truth, which is uh, so so covered up by all those dark forces that are the antithesis of, uh, of this conduit of blessings that we're talking about. And we are living in a time of revelation. And if you see uh, the crack and the light coming through the crack, you're a part of that. You're a part of that great story. So, folks, uh, keep it real and keep it right here. Uh, it's yeshaifleischer.com. Check us out, of course, uh, on SoundCloud, which is such a cool thing. It's called the Yishai Fleischer Show on SoundCloud and on iTunes as well, Israel Radio. Um, and be connected to us. Send us a little uh, a little help by going to our PayPal page. That's great. Uh, but even more than that, send us a little bit of spiritual help by sending us a picture of yourself. Um, show me with uh, with, uh, with, with, your kids, with your ties, with your dogs, with your motorcycles, <laughs> uh, with whatever uh, you Blow got out there. on the out shofar there. out in your front yard. That's whatever you do. And also many listeners here in Israel. God bless all of you. And let's get ready for a rock in Rosh Hashanah where on the one hand... We are empowering God, where we are actually giving Him strength, where we're blowing the shofar to herald His arrival, uh, and at the same time, uh, uh, ask for that, and it's really part of the same thing, ask for that sinor of Shefa, that conduit of blessings and plenty to open up and the good energy to come down to this world so that the good people can do the good things and the bad people can be uh, quashed, limited... <laughs> And uh, and uh, and uh, relegated to the past.
1: Monica Fleischer, thank you so much. Thank you, Ishai. Wishing you a happy new year, and looking forward to more happy, healthy broadcasts in the future.
0: Shanahtoivai, everybody, stay tuned. Next week we'll be back, and Shalom.